Welcome to Tilth Talk Radio. Today we're going to talk about crop protection insights for 2023. In our spotlight, we'll take a look at Amazon settling a pesticide case. Egg History Minute, we're going to talk about your Thanksgiving dinner. Cool beans, that's corny. We'll have some current events and we'll wrap it all up with a Field Good Friday. With me today are Bill Schomburg. Hey, guys. Todd Schomburg. Hey to all the Tilthies out there. And I'm Matt Brueger, all with Tilth Agronomy. Big national holiday. Deer hunting. Deer season? hunting. Yes. <laughs> Deer hunting. Nothing to do with Thanksgiving. <laughs> Matt, are you? Was it a good weekend to sit out and? A little cold. It was cold. A little cold. It was really cold. Yeah. Wish I wish I would have seen more, but you know, not much you can do about it. it is what it is. It's nice to be out in nature. Really pretty uh, sunrise on I think it was Sunday morning. Nice. Got got some good pictures, so you gotta kind of want to enjoy that kind of stuff to pass the time while you're out in the woods. So, are you on your phone a lot or naps? Which what's your? Uh, no, I'm usually go-to? usually awake. Um, check my phone sometimes, but in the woods you don't get the best reception necessarily either. So, there's definitely like different types of deer hunters, like hardcore guy, like and then down from there to like. Guy that Checks just, his, just basically takes a nap phone. out in the woods. Yeah, yeah. There's some guys that just go there to get away from their wives and just sit in the woods and nap. Not a lot of wives hunt to get away from their husbands, right? So that's <clears> good too. Go the other way. Yeah, there's there's some guys with some basically small houses that they live in <laughs> hey, out in the hey, woods. Yours is kind of like I wouldn't call this small, but it's a pretty nice little shack. I, I have an enclosed, yeah, deer stand that's. Homemade, not one of those purchased yeah. like plastic ones, but it's blood, blood, sweat, and tears to get it up in the woods. I don't have a recliner in there or a couch, or you know, there's not enough room. We built a bigger one this year because my son comes out with me, so the the old one that I had was a little tight with two people in there, so now it's a little bigger. Just put a little heater in there. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. I did the outside thing for like the first 15, 20 years I hunted. Is that it? You got to like, and I earned my time. I can have a. And then it was like five. So when do you kick Harrison out that he's <laughs> yeah. going to do his time? Right. It was like five years of like shelter, but no heat. Like I at least was out of the wind and now I've got heat and it's, it's fine. You can give me a hard time all you want, but. You Sun- still got to walk to it. The guys that were, would have sat outside either didn't go out Sunday or froze their balls off. So I'm, no, in, my more, bed. I'm in my bed, so I can't say anything. More power I, to them, but like, like Bill and I never hunted. Never like our gra- one of our grandpas hunted, but on the farm it was, it was more just, duck hunting. Though he did. Oh yeah, he did. Duck. It was more. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't remember. He did deer because the guys still have his last back tag. Okay, yeah. Somewhere at home, I still got it. I mean, the upside is the guy that rents um, my dad's farm, it's soybeans, so at least it's not... Like, when it's corn, then you really don't see anything because the deer right. just sit in the corn. <laughs> it's like a buffet for right. them all season long. Uh, so at least there's that. Uh, hopefully, he'll get his soybeans off now. Ooh, they're still on. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're there yet, yeah. Because <laughs> when it snowed, I'm like, ooh, ooh this was a risky move, <laughs> but... So hopefully the the weather we're going to have the next few days, he'll be able to get that off. The combine's sitting there at least now. So <laughs> He moved it in. Yeah. 
What's I'm the, sure certain guys are waiting for the ground to freeze yeah. for beans then, but after we, all that rain we got. Tough. It's, yeah. you, it's a risky run, this, getting yeah. this late with beans. So what's your animal count? Like, what other things do you see in the woods when you're out there? A lot of squirrels usually. Um, <laughs> you just, you, I you saw just those in my on. backyard. You yeah. hear, you you hear, and yeah, but these are like wild squirrels. <laughs> these aren't the tame city <laughs> ones that get fed. City squirrels, are city pretty, squirrels are crazy. Yeah, but uh, no, like woodpeckers, blue jays, the different birds and stuff. So, sometimes you see turkeys. Any uh, eagles? Been seeing a lot of eagles in the field I, this not, year. We no. had, where I hunt, but because we had like. Doing a plot, we had a flyover, like an eagle. Oh. Yeah, it was cool. It wasn't. It was at the end of the plot. Were they, they decided to do? Were the there flyover, four eagles but, doing a missing man and, formation over well, the plot? There was a rabbit in the plot, sure. and they were taking the last three rows off, and all of a sudden, this he, eagle dive bombs the rabbit. Get it? It did. It it got off the air like a little bit, and then was gone. Like Lost it didn't. It. Yeah, and then it didn't the, have a good grab. Right, and then the rabbit got away. But it was cool. It was. Yeah, a lot more e- like and like I said, Austin that week saw like a whole bunch. So I don't know what if they're making a comeback or what. I in general the last few years I've seen quite a few eagles and um the other thing that I, I haven't seen as many this year, but foxes. There's gonna be a lot more foxes really? recently. <laughs> um so yeah. But no, it's it's good. Ready for all the football on Thanksgiving, yeah, Bill? I am. I don't think they're I think it needs to be a rule though that all three games cannot be in a dome cuz it's Lions Cowboys and now you know Jerry took his hole out of his roof when he built his new world cuz remember the old Dallas sure. Texas stadium had, had the hole in it and then it's in Minnesota for the evening game Minnesota I think that's what's hard it's like all the teams that I hate are, <laughs> are on that day like yeah. I, I like hate the Vikings, hate the Cowboys. I don't hate the. You can't hate the Lions. They're just so bad that yeah. you can't. But I do. But I not, do love that. I don't. The they're, they're, Cowboys murdered the Vikings last weekend. Yes, that was like awesome. Forty to three. That was. That's a good point. Of two yeah. teams that I hate, I would hate the Vikings more. Like right. that was awesome. It was so bad, them. Matt, that it was on CBS. Two NFC teams. They had a. It was on CBS. They cut away. They cut away to the Steelers Bengals game, like mid third quarter. Like, trust me, guys, you don't want to see this. We're going to another game. Like this wasn't even like, and I don't even think it was forty to three close. It was sixty to three. Like the way the Vikings were playing, Cousins. They're lucky to. They are so lucky they won in Buffalo because they had no business winning that game. And the team we saw on Sunday is closer to what that team really is. Not forty to three bad, probably, but no. they're not I've, as good. Todd, as... Todd, this is where you play True Colors by Cindy <laughs> Lauper because yeah, I think we're we're seeing the Kirk Cousins we're used to returning. Do you know fantasy football? And I'm actually kind of that team in one of my leagues this year where. My record still kind of sucks, but my points yeah. is way like I'm just beating guys on their bad week, kind of like I'm. Yep, and you're blowing out the guy that scores forty points, it, right? Yeah. And no, I'm not even blowing him out. I'm beating by like fifty. Like I got no business. <laughs> sure. You know, you got beat, 50, I'm, got I got 40. fifty. They got forty. Right? It is not. That's a blowout. And, kinda, yeah. and, and like that's the Vikings. Like they just seem like they got everybody on their bad week. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. They keep like, comparing him to the 2019 Packers. And then went to to um, 
San Francisco and just got that oh, was the Raheem Mostert murders yeah. got hammered. Like yeah. that's and the Forty well, ers look really good. Weird with Zadarius being like, remember how Zadarius was like, yeah, because he's such a paper tiger that way, kind of yeah. you know. And before this game, he's like, they showed a clip of him and he's like, before the Cowboys game, nine like, and one, talk, yeah, like yeah. I could taste it, nine and one, you know, and then they get smoked. So it was it was fun. It was a fun game to watch. As like, I like when the Packers don't play on Sunday because then you could just watch the games for what they are. So that was good. I'm just thankful I only have one Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving this year, so that'll be nice. Yes. Go one place, actually get to sit down and watch all the football. Yeah, are there any of these games on weird, like, stations or anything? No, Amazon gets no games this week because of Thanksgiving. Oh, sure. And so they'll all be, like, CBS. Excuse me, Fox and... Probably NBC. NBC, I would guess. Because remember, didn't they used to do one on NFL Network... Like for a little while? Yes, when it first started. And that was like always weird because you had to make sure you're at somewhere that had it. Yeah, it is CBS, Fox, NBC at night. So think, so. Yeah, NBC will do the night one. Sweet. Because it's their Thanksgiving night football thing. And then, Sweet. yeah, Packers get the Sunday night game. So they get Sunday night football against the now no, no longer undefeated Eagles. It'll be an interesting game. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not a ideal situation, but, you know, I, I think we've got to be used to it by now, right? Well, it'll be uh, wild if the Lions win tomorrow. Like, they're, I mean, they're technically ahead of us already because we're 4-7 and seven and they're 4-6. and six. But, yeah, they're, like, our old running back there, Jamal Williams, He's is doing, doing awesome. Lot. Yeah, like 13 touchdowns He's doing or awesome. <laughs> yeah. Which he's cool to cheer for. He's he was always a fun guy. Well, really, all they've got is him and Amon Ra. Like that's right. That's the weapons that because they got rid of T.J. Hawkinson, sent him to the Vikings, and oh, Cousins was just trying to feed him, and he missed him, and he was Hawkinson was dropping balls, and Cousins was really? just here. like it was. And I forgot, and I texted my buddy who was a Vikings fan, like, who's this 87 that Kirk tries to keep feeding? It's like, it was terrible. He's like, oh, that's Hawkinson. I'm like, oh, yeah, duh. It was bad. It was bad. Anyhow. I know he's on my fantasy team. (laughs) He was doing well with the Lions, and then they drew the Vikings. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going back out hunting then this weekend, Matt? Yeah, actually, tomorrow, uh, Thanksgiving morning, I'll be out there, and then the weekend, so. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah. Our tilt to fridge see could use some hot sticks. <laughs> That's the penance. Yeah, if you get a deer. You that is the best part of the any sort of venison is just the, the venison sticks are awesome. And we don't have to do anything. Yes. <laughs> All right. You guys are ready to get into oh, our... Yeah. One, one big... Oh, sorry. We have a, oh, yeah, yeah. We got to yeah, thank yeah. a big listener out there. So Nice. And we want to thank Sam Ziegler for naming us as his favorite agriculture podcast on Facebook. Yep. So shout out to Sam. Egg Hires, which I don't know what that is, but they asked, what was your favorite agriculture podcast? And TTR got on there, so it's pretty, it pretty cool. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for all the, yeah. Appreciate any pub we can get. So maybe in, our, in that part of this is I shouldn't say tell a farmer friend. We need to, like, <laughs> tell, a, tell, tell, tell somebody. Tell everyone. Um, <laughs> yes. Tell, get, get tell them all. 
while you're sitting in your deer stand. When you get to hell, tell them Tilth Talk Radio sent you. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> uh, no, thank you, Sam. That's very cool. Very cool. Now I'm ready to get into it, Matt. <laughs> All right, you're right. No, thank you for, for remembering that. Okay, so today we're going to talk crop protection insights. We did some uh, some meetings with some crop protection companies recently and got to hear their takes on um, you know stuff that's already out in the market, what's coming, what's going, um, and how things are kind of changing. So, Todd, what do we got? Yeah, big thing to start is we've been talking about the supply chain problems for what feels like forever now, you know, basically since the pandemic started, it was sort of this change the name that you're talking about. Yeah. You know, what's, what's in and what's out and you know, we're, yeah, it just seems like now that's become a very convenient excuse for like, Oh yeah, it's supply chain. We just, this has got a problem now. So the, the good one that's back on track in the supply chain seems to be glyphosate. So in general, you know, when we talked this time last year and last spring, you know, round up what, and I think part of it, I remember even last fall, like guys were like, it kind of started that scare of hoarding, like, oh, we're not going to get roundup. So guy, roundup's an easy one. Just like, oh yeah, I'll take a tote, you know, and right. get me. Sorry, the, you're not getting a tote. You know, sir. or like the two totes or whatever, and they just were storing it. Roundup's a little easier to store. Um, or this year anyway, it doesn't, it, it's definitely in better supply. That doesn't mean it's, you know, going to be perfect. You might get the change, but I think part of it seemed to help too, is the kind of release of like that, the higher, um, the Power Max 3 type of stuff seemed to sort of change that too, or all of a sudden it was like we went to a different acid equivalent last year, and in general, it still seems like that's the trend. So I don't have to keep watching Marketplace for, <laughs> for barrels of glyphosate for on up. sale. It was a farm bought at an auction, like had some round, uh, open jugs around <laughs> that they bought. And like, how do you, like, how do you even know it's right? Roundup? I'm like, maybe some burn down we could use this on, <laughs> but I wouldn't want to spray it over crop, you know? So, like, that, yeah, I think they're now, like, at least that one seems to be sort of back on track. Nobody ever pours more than one <laughs> jug of something into <laughs> another jug be, just to fill it up. What are you talking be. about? <laughs> Never happens. Did you have any growers that bought? Like, like on their beans, especially can on corn, but went away from like I, we can't get Roundup, so we're going to get Clethodim and use that instead. You know, I would was thinking that bill of use of Roundup this last year in general for me was in in it's hard because we're each sort of a small sample size, but it'd just be to see a trend. But I use way less Roundup this last year than probably for sure in the last ten years. Yeah. You know, you 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 made sure you you had. You made sure Roundup was, like, not part of the plan. Roundup was, like, the absolute, like, backup plan. You know, like, it was, if things don't work out, we got Roundup, you know, in our back pocket here, but we're not pulling that tool out unless we need it. Yeah, it wasn't just chucked in because we could. Right. Like, there was there no might be something piggybacking there. it. Yeah. There was no, yeah, it was, like, you, 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 needed, you needed it for a reason. It's, it's funny because I had a couple do that, and then they were, weren't quite happy with how fast the control was. Like, it still controlled sure, the grass. But it was slow. But we forget how really, like, Roundup takes time, but we forget how sometimes other well, select takes, takes forever. forever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Clethodem, because it's got to go right to that growing point. Right, takes forever, so yeah. it's like, oh, well, that's what I was to say it is nice. Trying to decide for next year, do you, like, say on an enlist, so where you're getting, on soybeans, where you, 
probably the biggest part we dropped out Roundup was we went Enlist and then like a Clethodem product for grasses. And it seemed like those are very antagonistic. So yep. it's like for next year, do we chuck the Roundup back in or not? And yeah, that'll be, that'll be kind of a choice we'll have to make and maybe price it out and sort of see what if it's worth it or not. But That was very evident in our meetings the other day that it's real. That, yes. That, that that's... That 33%, you know, we're going to add 33% more clethodim in the mix when we have it in with Enlist. Right. So now if it's back priced higher again, you might right. have to think about that. Like, right. yeah, we got to add more in and it's higher priced. But you need it to kill the round of pretty corn right. and soybeans in this case. So it's kind of a, a little bit of a catch that way. The next, so we're working from like what seemed to be back on track to like what's getting a little better is Liberty. That one seems to be still a little bit of a like, I don't want to say nobody, I don't want to say nobody really knows. I think it's just very expensive still and it's still tight. It's just not as bad. It's just better supply than last year. So we might, you know, there might be a little bit more Liberty coming out, which I, the more we talk about Liberty and it, that one's a really interesting one too to replace Roundup of, you know, I've used it here and there and liked it, and then the price went up, so it's like it kind of price itself out. But that one might have a place, you know, back in the mix too of. Well, and that one's of, so touchy. Like you got to have high EMS, you got to have I, high gallons. You know, even one guy said yesterday, if it's cloudy, don't even spray it. If it's right. cloudy, so now we, all these things, I I love it. I think it works great. I wish. I but, wish it was in the same supply as glyphosate because I think we'd use it a lot more. That's the killer. Is it? I forget who it was yesterday, but said, you know, as far as activity on water hemp, Liberty's probably it's, the best. It's really pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah, you wish you had an easier time using it and more supply of it. And then the next one that didn't seem to be part of the reason I wonder why it's in a tight supply because it seems to be in like every pre, new premix now, but clopyrrolid, which is Stinger. That's um, why it's they had said it's because it's all in the premixes. But like all the new premixes, like seem to be all new things that added stinger. Or like that's becoming, you know, more of a, especially compared to like the Hornet version where you got Python and Stinger. It seems like Stinger now on its own's become more of a, uh, you know, I don't want to say staples and maybe the right, but it, but it's in a lot more of these sort of premixes. So. That one's in tight supply, but I think you're going to be able to, like, it, it on its own might be hard, but finding it in these premixes didn't seem to be a problem. And then the the big one now that's Ooh. sort of becoming the roundup of last year, and it was tight last year, but it's even tighter, is uh, Matula Chlor. So your dual products, very tight supply and then higher price because of that. And I, I saw that last year already is that your acetochlors and, you know, the new Zidua and some of these other ones are starting to price out more, um, price out better than what Dual was already last year. So I don't know what you've seen for prices this year, Bill, if you've seen an even higher upstep where it it's made it even harder to get those products, but it seems like it's a tight supply and you could still get it. It's just the price is significantly higher because of that. I haven't done enough. I've done enough fertilizer pricing, you know, for right. guys, not so much chem yet. That's probably in the next couple of weeks. Um, 
But it seemed uh, that the chem reps still were saying, though, like the pre-mixes were okay. Right. Like, we're not in this, like, Deathcom 4 of Acuron where we're never going to get Acuron. I, I don't know that that's there, but it just seemed like we may not have the Metula, like the generics, right. the, the brawls and the cinches and those kind of sounded like your mix your own say lumax type of thing it's going to be tougher to get that to to do it yourself so that one might be and even more so like on soybeans with pre where you're throwing in dual maybe with your authority first or something like that is i think that also is going to be tighter and tougher to to make that price out and be competitive so um one one thing i did notice that as these get tighter it makes you switch to it, you know, from say metulachlor to acetachlor, and that's sort of good to change it up sometimes. But there's also some watchouts that you don't always think about that one is better than the other on. Or in, it is good that one thing I think this tight supply in general is make us be better at is properly rotating our herbicides and not just getting on one band, you know, one train and just riding that thing. It's like okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use Outlook. I'm gonna use you know, all the gamut of these on different crops because certain ones are in type supply. I think we tend to use multiple modes of action within a year. But I think you're right, Todd. Like, I've got guys that have been on Acuron for a long time. Right. Like, we just keep... Well, and it was like you were on Lumax forever, and then it was like, oh, we went to Acuron, which really isn't that much different. I mean, you added a fourth thing. Right, the bicycle pyro. You know, and then I got some guys, too, that when that changeover, they went to, like, mix your own Lumax. And this last year was the first year where, yeah, they switched away from that product, and they were on it for a long time. So it it is, in some ways, making us be better farmers, better agronomists, all that, or just really make sure we got our plan figured out. So let's get in the newer stuff for this year, or sort of some changes, but specifically to corn. Um, Resicor, which we've all used before, is now Resicor XL. Resicor is dead. Long yes. for Resicor XL. Yeah, so it's basically the... It's better, right, XL? <laughs> yeah. Rip, it's extra large. <laughs> so it's extra long for a wider window of application. So it's got kind of a... You can go from... I think the old label was 11 inches. Now it's up to 22 inch tall, which is kind of nice. Um, it said improved crop safety, and then there's more tank mix compatibility. So there's more on the tank mix list. So all stuff that's you know good stuff, but nothing nothing really changed that much. Like in the rates were a little higher, but it wasn't that much different. That is good though, because I did have a farm last year that we were probably playing. We were probably spraying 12, 14-inch corn. Sure, where it was Just because we got butted up against some weather and couldn't get out there, and then all of a sudden it's like, ooh. That's a weird one, though, is a lot of times you throw in atrazine with it. Right, which is that one, unlike Acuron, doesn't have the atrazine in it. Right, so So you're kind of at that 11-inch anyway, but now you could, if if you're worried about crap, say you pull the atrazine out, go a little taller, so... A newer novel premix, so kind of a new herbicide, um, really brand new, still kind of just got the registration, is Cairo herbicide, a novel premix. So nothing's really different in what's in here. It's just a newer premix, but it's acetochlor, which is harness, clopyrrolid, which is stinger, and topramazone, which is impact, which is kind of an interesting um, Sort of not, I don't know, interesting. I don't use a ton of impact, but it's an 
it can be a good tool in the toolbox. There's some watchouts with it and stuff, but a newer product that that's out that kind of we're trying to watch and see how we, any uses for that that you could think of specifically, Bill? No, I mean, it's got the harness in there, so maybe a little mix up if you're, if you're on the Acuron train, um, you know, maybe we roll that way. Yep. Uh, next new one is Trivolt, and that one's got Flugenison, which is Define, Isoxaflutol, which is kind of the old balance or part of Corvus, and then the other part of Corvus, which is Thinacarbazone. So those kind of a new mix um, that Bayer has that be one that kind of an interesting, like in our area, we it's probably not as... Yeah, not something we can really handle yep. this far north, but southern part of the state would be able to would would use that one. Yeah, so it's the isoxaflutol in there. Yep. That's so the, what makes the, it the balance isn't registered in no. certain Wisconsin counties. So I don't. Do you know if Midwest wide if it's fairly yeah, registered? I think it is because you know you'd listen to like national commercials, right? And they talk about that more and more. Yeah, like I said before, we recorded it like. Seems like every YouTube, other YouTube ad I see is for Trivolt. So, oh really? Yeah, they're getting, they're pushing <laughs> it. And I just kind of put this one out of even like thinking about it, like because we just don't, I, right? Like, oh yeah, that is there, and it's a really good balance. It's a really good herbicide. It'd be like but. those people that are in like atrazine prohibition areas or have, and I've got some areas with it where you know Acuron you can't use. You got to yeah. use Acuron Flexi. It, like you right, just sort they, of, I you know, I want to say like you. You got to like ignore that, but this doesn't sort of have a trivolt flexi version that. Right, that's the nice thing. Is Acuron's got a couple versions that you can right. switch up, and or you could use Resicor, which doesn't have the atrazine component. But yeah, for certain areas, this one will be a huge new one. Uh, another new one, uh, Maverick herbicide, which we've we talked about this on a previous episode. Cool name. You know, just logo it, was kind of cool. It's on the label. You have to play Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins in the sprayer. Yeah, I, I read it. While I, you're, I read that part. While you're out there. Is that like one of the sub-notes in yes. the, the back of the... It was warning <laughs> if you do not... It won't be as effective. Yeah. <laughs> the we, Your the, efficacy drops significantly. Yes. The weeds will not fear the... It was warning if you do not, Maverick will make a flyover. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be cool. It'd if you could spray the, this in a spray plane. Fly and the tower. Like, that'd be awesome. Yep. So kind of a cool new one with low use rates, which is neat. Kind of a... A pre, you know, a lot of our premixes are in the pints or quarts. Um, this one's in the ounces, so it's a Zidua, which is pyroxysulfone, mesotrione, which is Callisto, and then clopyrrolid, which is Stinger. And you're kind of in that 14 to 32 use rate of ounces, depending on when you use it. So um, I didn't realize, like in the conversations that we had yesterday, like how big of a deal that is to some people. Like, oh, and you're taking all these totes and you're, tra- you know, like. But like, think of yeah. Depending on the number of acres, you're, that's a lot of that's products, know, right? Yeah. yeah, like if you're going at, you know, if you're doing Acuron at two and a half quarts, you know, that's two point seven. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like so you're, that's a lot of gallons you're moving. No, just even a lot of these guys now have like their spray truck, you know, their tender spray truck outfitted. I mean, you're at eighty ounces for an some, acre, and then you're running Maverick at fourteen, right? Like. Right, it's just a different would be a different setup. That's for sure. Can go from that milk truck size tanker down to 
you know, your tender for your your nitrogen size tanker. No, it's too like too bad. More of these, we need more water. Like, yeah, we really should be spraying at twenty gallons all the time of water. Yeah, and that this won't change that at all. But yeah, it just as far as a bunch of having a bunch of mini, you know, getting it something in jugs or in more of a shuttle size or a ninety gallon size, you could get and, and work I think instead of the two hundred fifty gallons. Think it's going to be a good herbicide. Like, yeah, no, I'm this the one. Actives in it are pretty. It, pretty money right it's a cool it's got a lot of options for us of how to use it yeah. repost oh, yeah. um you know adding atrazine to that one putting in a roundup for like a row and go so yeah i think this one has a lot of i never heard that term until yesterday row and go yeah. row and go i heard that caprino used to push that was there was you it? know well, sure. just like once you row it you can yeah go. like when they went from laudis to caprino i remember that like you know you you see that row and it's it's time. So, I thought it was like for boats. You know, you have stow and go for, for your Dodge. vans. Yeah, and now you have row and go for your boat. PJ Fleck. <laughs> Is that what he's saying now? Row and go. Row and go. Instead of row the boat. And then one new fungicide, uh, Zyway. Newer. It's been out a little bit longer, but it's kind of a fungicide that you use at planting. In furrow, right? In Not furrow. necessarily in furrow. You wanted a half inch to two inches away from the seed, right? Initially, it was in for like on right. the seed, and he, you can, but you got to have the gallons really high. Is it right? Yeah. It's a they're it's like just five minimum, and okay. I think it's about a foam or something too. Yeah, it? they got they a newer a system that can do system it. that can do it. But either way, it's meant to be there for uptake for the plant, so that it, would, it can be there all season as the plant grows. That blows my mind. Right, I don't like. You can put a fungicide on at planting, and they're still active in the plant. Well, at like tassel, and it's you're putting it like in the soil more too. Right, like you're not. Like, yeah, I just picture you got a. Yeah, it'd be like if you got a cut on your arm, and you know, you didn't put a band aid on it. You, you like, I don't know. I don't even get like. It just doesn't even make sense to me of like how it can be a foliar protection. That's. I guess it's no different like when you give your dog like the, the flea and tick. tick thing now is just a pill and it lasts like three months. Yeah. Whereas it, you know, used to last a month and then before that you had to put a tick collar on them and or all the, that. So it's, or it's, the line of. Well, it, to me, it kind of reminded me of IV. You know, it's outside and then you stick it in and it flows right. in, in the system because the Xi in Xiway is for xylem. That's where it travels. So. Zyway or the highway. All right. Um, newer things for beans, so kind of switching gears. One thing I kept hearing, and I don't know what you guys hearing, is like really watch your rates. And that goes across the board, but especially now on beans and water hemp control, the push is not. Don't skimp. Yeah. Right. The push isn't like, hey, make sure you get enough modes of action. Make sure you, you know, do all these pre's, posts. All, and it's like we've kind of done that. We've got a program that's pretty robust and, say, a two-pass, and it's got a lot of modes of action. Now it's, yeah, don't skip on your rate. So, like, like, my rate on pre of, of metulachlor for beans was always kind of like a pint probably was a little low, but it was about a pint and a quarter. It was pretty common with, with a mix of, say, something else, like an authority first or something, you mm-hmm. know, like in a mix with sulfentrazone and metribuzin, you know, you'd use that rate. And now it's put in, and I'd use say 
1.75 to two pints in corn. Like it was like, that was sort of your bean rate. Cause you didn't need as much. And in corn, you know, you're going sort of that higher rate. And now it's being pushed like, no, we need, we need 1.9 to two pints in with the beans as well. Like to get, to get the control that you're looking for through that season and stuff you got, you need that much out there. Don't give it the opportunity for the active in the soil to go below. It's like controlling level, like the below the half life or whatever. Just, you want to keep it at a certain level in the soil and that's adding more product or higher rates, like adding more products or different timings of products, but also higher rates. I thought of that too, is I might use, you know, still use my one pint rate, but then do it with my follow-up yeah. as well. You know, go pre down with it and then put a little bit in the, so in say, the late, you know. It's a good thing there's not a tight supply of it otherwise. Well, right. Be, uh, you're having an issue here. <laughs> oh, so wait. That's, that's oh, the wait. other part is <laughs> like, I, as they're saying that, I'm thinking like, are we creating our own tight supply here because we just doubled the rate yeah. in certain areas that, yeah. So you're right, Matt, is, is how do you handle this when we are in tight supplies of a lot of things to think, oh, I'm going to double my rate then. That's going to be my plan. So I think the other strategy too might be just pushing out that residual. Right. Doing it later. Later. Not right. like we're so focused on... I, I, I think, and you better be there the next day with the sprayer. I'm struggling with that bill of really struggling of how to, to navigate beans of it's like we, a lot of these pre's you need to be on before the beans emerge. Right. That's a problem. But there yes. is a few that you don't. Right. right. So it's like, do you go for those few that you don't? And the more I think about it, it's like, I think I'm still going to push for something, but not necessarily like a full, full rate down but something right away when they plant and then just to hold it back and just try to hold, just so you got that sort of first. There is something to be said for preparing the way for that second pass. Like if you're going to do a plan to pass as it is, which I think is kind of where we are with most soybean systems. I don't think there's too many guys trying to run the one, one pass. I mean, maybe in certain situations, if you're not seeing the pressure from water hemp, but you know, you're you're still got to pave the way to make that second pass easier to do right. than, than if you just leave it alone completely. And the other part they're talking about is all the antagonism in the second pass tank mix. That now it's like some thinking, oh, we'll throw all this stuff in there and try to make it a one pass, but they'd all be fighting at each other and would never. Right, right. It just so, yeah, with, so anyway, I, that's still something that's maybe for a future episode to the drawing board of of you know here are some planned options four beans on how to how to do it but it, it's tricky newer herbicide for bean didn't seem like i mean what's right we say there's a lot of new herbicides for beans with zidua premixes that kind of already sort of just came out um a couple years you know a year so there's a lot of already a lot of those out so it didn't seem like there was a lot say new ones but the options for be like it seemed like my list of corn was a lot longer than beans but it's because we just had a kind of flush of a lot of them for beans, I guess is the way to say it. So one of the new ones is Tendovo. And um, again, not new chemistry necessarily, just no. new mix. Well, of. and even the mix is something we do. It's it's a newer, this one is like, we've mixed this ourselves a lot, but now you could get it in a pre-mix. So right. it's Metulachlor, uh, Chloranisantulam, which is first rate, and Metribuzin. So um there, I feel like it's a little tricky because sometimes guys want to play with the rates of each of those. Like Metrobuzin, you got to watch out on high pH. And 
they're, they're just they're going to be an interesting one to how you what rate you use of it so that you don't get too high or too low with something. And then new for 2024, because they, they kind of said 2023, 2024. That's, yeah, late 2023. Yeah. Like, and we've passed the growing season. Is um, Convintro herbicide with the chem name of Diflunican. And that one, it's already used in Europe, but it's kind of new to the U.S. and it's new to us. So kind of a new group 12 that targets water hemp and palmer. So cut exciting when we're starting to hear these things that are sort of the direct shot at at water hemp and going to be more tools that we have for that and maybe even for us because like palmer is coming in wisconsin and it's here already and you know it could be right in our state or in our county and we don't even sort of know it but in general we haven't seen it but it's hard when you know that's sort of coming that yeah, at least think, things like this. I think we were at what thirteen confirmed counties, counties in Wisconsin. It was up from like nine, yeah, right? So, so it's yes, yeah, it's, it's here, like you say, Matt, and that's kind of scary. So it's, the more we can get it like this, where there's tools coming to combat it, the better, because we're already losing the fight to water hemp, and once that one comes, that's even scarier. No, we were behind the eight ball. It seemed on that one, whereas at least there's hope for being ahead of this one a little bit. But yeah. There you go. That's some updates in the chem side of things for this upcoming season. Now we'll move into our spotlight for today. So Amazon, which I think is a little startup company that uh, you may have heard of before. They do, they serve with books, and now they're kind of into everything. Football. Uh, <laughs> even football, yeah. As soon as Bezos buys a team, like it, he, we didn't talk about this earlier, but I had tickets to the Thursday night game on um, the Packer game. Yeah, that's a bummer. And um, so we're sitting in the stands, and we just see this plane. The whole game just keeps circling. The whole game, you just see the same lights, and it's the same pattern. And and all of a sudden, the first time we noticed the plane, it started to snow. And um, our avid listener Jim was with me, and he he elbowed me, and he says, "Hey." Bezos is flying around making it, you know, he's got to make it look make good it on TV, TV, so he's making it snow. Like, he's <laughs> he's even got enough money to make it snow. Were there Amazon packages dropping with the snow? No. Nope. Maybe in the micro, like, <laughs> in the snowflakes. They've, they've perfected nanotechnology package delivery. The yep. snow actually activates it to enlarge. So Bezos is in everything, even <laughs> snow making. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Amazon... Settled for nearly $5 million in a California pesticide case, which was announced earlier this month. The California Department of Pesticide Regulation reached a $4.97 million settlement with Amazon. Um, violations included Amazon selling unregistered pesticides in California, failing to report and pay required mill assessment fees with the sale of registered pesticides in California, and failing to hold a valid pesticide broker's license. So if you've been buying your pesticides from Amazon... Well, part of their like settlement was is Amazon agreed to register as a pes- pesticide broker and report and pay this mill assessment associated with it. So yeah, apparently... And I, this is specific to California, so I don't know what that affects for the rest of us, but... Um, come on, California, there's nothing... <laughs> no big regulations out no, there. Yeah. Nothing weird there. Apparently, like, they... 
yeah, they will be able to. Well, and I think, you know, we saw any number of things as Amazon grew. First, it was the tax thing. Like, you weren't paying taxes in certain sure. situations, and some states were collecting taxes, some weren't. So it's not surprising that they, again, didn't maybe do their due diligence on what they were selling. And, and some of it may not have been right, some them directly because they have right, all they these sub-sales groups and stuff that are part of it. So um, What I was trying to find, too, is it egg-related or what? Like, you can get Roundup on Amazon, but you can also get, like, a Clethodem sure. one-gallon jug. Like, but as I don't know that agriculture... Are, you know, is it a residential people buying or is it my wife's, deer plots? My wife's aunt was getting quadris in these little packets for her tomatoes, like like online on, on, on Amazon. Sure. Like, you know, you only need a little bit to spray like, you know, her 10 tomato plants and it kept getting some, I don't forget what disease she said, but I think it was quadris and she just got these little tiny packets. So yeah, overall, it seems Amazon's going to do what they need to do to continue selling it. So if you do get your garden or home pesticides there, you may be able to continue to do so in California. Now we'll move into our Ag History Minute for this week. So as Turkey Day is approaching here, we'll talk Thanksgiving dinner. If you, as you sit down for your Thanksgiving meal this year for the traditional foods or maybe non-traditional, um, that many of foods are processed here in the United States, two Thanksgiving Day staples in particular stand out as clear winners on everyone's table. U.S. is the number one producer of turkey in the world. U.S. produces 49% of the world's supply. Minnesota is the top producing state. And Americans eat about 16 pounds of turkey a year. So that's basically like eating a whole turkey yourself. Uh, The U.S. is the number one producer of cranberries in the world. Wisconsin in particular is a large cranberry-growing state. Uh, And the U.S. produces 78% of the world's supply. For that, so as you open your can or drink your cranberry juice or make your own homemade cranberries, know that they likely were grown right here in Wisconsin. And that turkey might have come from Wisconsin too. On the Minnesota border, right. Wisconsin has a number of turkey farms as well. Now I wonder how close we are to Minnesota from from yeah from that. So and it was cool, like cranberries that we. There was seventy eight percent of the world supply, yeah. and like a lot are from Wisconsin. Yeah, we're we're big in cranberries, ginseng, dairy. We get a lot of a lot of things produced here in in the good old state. Do you of guys Wisconsin. like the like the cranberry like jelloey thing where you can see the whole cranberries yes. or like or like the cranberry out of the can where it still has the ribs, the ribs. of the can yeah yeah i i do prefer the can like it's got to be with the ribs on one side we always had that and the other side we had like the homemade stuff and i i'll eat both like i'm not that i won't eat one or the other but yeah it always always kind of cool to me that you would just like shake out this can shaped jello Je- cranberry yeah. thing uh, and my that's my son's favorite as well he's big big can cranberry guy yeah, those are the best so it shocked me that we eat 16 pounds of turkey because 
they say like you, you know about pound pound and a half of turkey per person to figure at they say so when do we eat the other like 15 pound sandwiches <laughs> uh, yeah sandwich yeah meat. sandwich probably yeah like you're right going to jimmy john's and subway yeah, and jimmy john's but you're right because yeah, yeah yeah good point get the turkey turkey club so there you go. All right. Thank you, Matt. Thank you to all the listeners out there. Please subscribe and tell a farmer friend. And like we said earlier, please tell them in any way you can. Like sharing us on uh, Facebook is your favorite podcast. To find us, you can search Tilt Talk Radio and Apple Podcasts or on Android. You can download an app like Podbean, Player FM, or Podcast Addict and search Tilt Talk Radio. You can also listen on your computer or smartphone browser Go to tiltheag.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tilth Talk Radio. All right. Thanks, Todd. Now we'll get into our cool beans. That's corny with some current events. So cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. All right. Our cool beans fresh off the presses today is the Wisconsin Corn Hybrid Trials. They're out. Literally fresh off the press, man. Like literally today. I, for this episode, I was like, "Oh, I hope it comes out. I hope it comes out." And like Tuesday all day, I was hitting the refresh to see if it was new. And then Wednesday morning, I hit the refresh and wasn't new. And then Bill got it was on Twitter. I think you probably got the. I was actually got an email. Oh, you did? Nice. Yeah, crazy. You're on Joel Lauer's email, email list. Oof. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But like. No, it says they'll be out by, like, the Monday after Thanksgiving, but he almost always puts them out, like, the day before Thanksgiving. It's like your Thanksgiving Eve present is the Wisconsin corn trials are out, so a lot of good stuff 50th in there. 50th year this year of the corn trials. That's so. wild. Bill, did you ever work in with the no. trials? Like, one, tie, one year at UW, I worked for Kent Cohn in the, like, where they count the seed and just pack it. Sure. And I did that for like, a, it was, it was cool. Like it was a lot of seed to pack it and get it all ready. And then I was more in like when my jobs in college were more on the dairy science side. Oh, Cause that's yeah. where I started. No. And so I was more involved with milk 2006 like that. Nice. Yep. That development with <coughs> research that we were doing. Like I was just a lab guy that measured and weighed and sure ground manure pie dried manure pies and fun stuff like that you met the agronomy jobs are the best like, yeah i didn't get in get to those. work in like the seed shed and then just do rant like grind up switch grass because that was going to be the new thing when mm-hmm. i was there and mm-hmm. but yeah they're they're out they're good always good data here the cool part was is seymour one in its uh north central zone so we dominated <laughs> uh valders marshfield and chippewa falls with about a two four yeah two forty three average bushels and number two was Chippewa Falls at two thirty seven, Valders was two thirty one, and Marshfield coming at the bottom of two hundred and that's in kind of the, the late maturity grain, part he's got it broken out in two like there's an early maturity grain and a late, they won both but that's the one where it was bigger and then, just like our TTR plot I think if you're in Marshfield, you're still pumped with 200 bushel corn, right? I yeah, yeah. Nobody's gonna sneeze at 200 bushel corn. That is a this is like the state championship of of different <laughs> different leagues. 
And the high was like a 264 That's bushels, so, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, a lot of starred ones, which is always good to sort of see which, you know, which one is better for your area. And then kind of like he does it where it's over all those sort of things. And he's got the 2021 results if it was in that trial. So, yeah, always an exciting plot data set to get and try to like crunch through so all right our that's corny this week as we mentioned before export experts are warning that key herbicides will be short supply again for 2023 uh so supply chain issues have been ongoing for a couple years now uh weed control this last year like we mentioned certain ones were harder to find or in limited supply um, cause some issues. So, one of the things moving forward is that it, you know we, we mentioned glyphosate should be in better supply, but there still are some shortages in certain situations. So you will have to be more on top of your plan as far as weed control goes moving into this next year. Um, a lot of people last year weren't able to spray what they intended to spray, and this year good to have plan B, maybe even C or D or E. Uh, just knowing that there may be some issues ahead. So it's unfortunate, but I don't know that it's got me as down as it did la- last year. It had me more like, ah, what are we going to do? It's like now we had a year of this and we know we'll figure I, it out. Right. Right. There's, uh, there's options like, out there. Yeah. You're not going to be able to get your first option, but the second one will be just fine. Like you'd be, it, there'll be enough herbicide to go around. You may not get your first pick. So that's that we can we can handle through that again. All right, and our field good Friday this week, uh, as as we all probably saw over the weekend, Buffalo got a lot of snow, uh, Buffalo, New York, and so nearby Buffalo dairy farmers are committed to caring for cows despite their three plus feet of snow. So a lot of snow removal happening over the weekend. Parts of western New York were hit with a massive lake effect snowstorm. Historic storm halted traffic and knocked out power as temperatures plummeted. Even caused the Buffalo Bills versus Cleveland Brown game to move to Detroit. uh, Which is probably the most exciting football in Detroit since I don't know when. Uh, But due to the massive amounts of snow, which in some areas topped six feet. Um... And as we all know, farmers got to do what they do every day, no matter what happens in the weather. So um, in particular, this article references Tyler and Kelly Reynolds, part owners of Rhinecrest Farms, who milk 1,400 cows and farm 2,700 acres alongside their family in Corfu. So they were all prepared. 20 inches of snow by noon on Friday. They received another 10 inches after that. Uh, So altogether, they were just under three feet of snow on their dairy farm. They started plowing around midnight, uh, added a second plow at 2 a.m., and just, yeah, kind of worked through shoveling out the houses, opening up barns, getting the ability to continue feeding the cows, get the snowblower out, make sure tractors are ready to go. Um, Yeah, and once they had enough room to get the feed moved around, then they could do what they do. So, 
Also a good thing they had a larger bulk tank, it looks like, because they had to wait a little longer to get, get milk. It, it reminds up, so. me of that April storm Oof. we had a handful of years ago where the milk trucks couldn't get in and yep. barn the, roofs were The barn getting. roofs shocked me that. I mean, you didn't you knew how much weight of snow was on a roof and stuff, but people's roofs and especially barn roofs just took a beat in that yeah. year. And and, like, and I remember like farms did all they could to get it off those roofs, but you yeah, it was not you, <laughs> It was, that that part of it was like we know how to plow snow, we know how to deal with it. It was certain things like that where it's just what do you do in a mm-hmm. situation like that? Yep. And then the drifts always get you too. It's not yeah, it's like oh thirty inches of snow, but there's spots where it drifts to eight feet, you know, where you right. just got different different areas with that get a different amount of snow. I wonder with them being that it was like ours was in April, so everything was cold already, you know, and sort of kind of really stuck and it. Whereas this, where they get these lake well, effects going into winter. It was pretty wet, though. I mean, that was why it was so heavy. It right. Wet, true. Snow. And this would have probably been wet <clears throat> snow for sure yeah. coming off the lake. Yeah. I know that somebody, I forget who I was talking to, I think it might have been my grandma, <laughs> was saying she saw a video of like a skid steer trying to open up a hole in the snow, and basically the snow was above the skid steer. So it was like making an igloo. Like they'd push through and there's still snow like domed above them. Yeah. Like that would be crazy to, to try to remove that. Because the year we got that heavy snow, I remember the snowblower, like my snowblower wasn't tall enough. You had to like yeah. kind of go in and out, like knock it down and then keep going. Well, even and, that snow, you had to be, and that one, this too, they knew it was coming. So you'd go right. like there, I remember snow blowing like four times. You know, right. you'd go out and be like, okay, it's time to snow blow again because otherwise this is going to be bad. So it, yeah, it just, being ready for they were they were showing videos of getting some of those football players out of Buffalo to get to Detroit, and even just to get them out of there it was hard mm. because it was getting bad and stuff. But yeah, well, that'll do it for this week. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, Matt. So this week we talked about some new and continuing issues in the crop protection world. Our spotlight, we looked at Amazon settling its pesticide case in California. Ag History Minute, we talked about where your Thanksgiving dinner comes from and how much of it's produced not only here in the U.S., but right here in Wisconsin. Our cool beans was UW trials are now out for their 50th year. That's corny was crop protection supplies may be limited again next year in 2023. And our Field Good Friday was... Buffalo and their big snowstorm, but still people pulling together and able to manage continuing on. So thanks for listening, and as always, happy farming.